welcome to the Moviecation Podcast. I'm Brady, but like Brady from like Earth, I don't know, like two, three, four. That's an Earth, right? I'm Joe from Earth 616. That's a real I'm, two, three, four of you not to be prepared. I'm Tyler from uh, Earth 666. Hell yeah. I'm Cole from Universe B. The hell is well, welcome to the Moviecation Podcast. Futurama reference. We're oh. finally back. It's been a month, and it'll probably be another month because my busy season yeah. is about oh, to wow. start. You got, got a lot of, out of nowhere. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, though. Hang on, my cat wants to say hi. Say hi. Which one is this? Uh, in New York. He's a black yeah, hole. <laughs> Your cat's a black hole, bro. Your cat's censored. <laughs> you can't see him. Black hole song. Won't you Boy, and copyright? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, R.I.P. It was just his anniversary the other day that he passed away. That means Chester's oh, shit, in a few it? days. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, Chester might have passed already. No, I think it's it, coming up. It was literally like with within days of an of the one year anniversary of his. No, I'm sure I'll have seen people share it. I feel yeah, so I, I feel like not a lot of people talked about uh, Cornell. It's a different generation. On the, on the uh, anniversary, but I feel like a lot more people will talk about Chester. Chester. Honestly, I was fucked up when they happened to Chester, too. And I didn't listen to Lincoln Park all that much, but like the story of Lincoln Park is cool because like they got their start because Metallica liked them and brought them out on tour. Yeah. Because Lars saw them at a club in LA and then. They just, they blew up. They got the Transformers soundtrack, had a second blow up, and then just changed their they, style they, and everything. And they, they, was, you like, know, was like 14 lives. when he joined the band. Mike, yeah, Mike had to go beg Chester's parents to let him be in the band because he was only like 14. The other guys were older than him. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's it's been a month, but we got like a lot to talk about. I'm sure a we've all. What do you guys? About. What do you guys been up to though for this last month? Working. Yeah. Any, well, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about? Well, I finished a semester of school, and uh, yay! Tyler and I have an album coming out very soon. Now we finally Hell got wheels yeah. rolling on that one. We got our masters back. What's well, very soon? What's the timeline we're looking at here? Uh, Good question. Well, um, I'm getting with the guy. Twenty thirty two. If you'd shut up and let me finish, Cole. Um, I'm getting with a guy who's who's making the artwork. So he's, he said he can do it for uh, – he can format the artwork the way we need it, which will be in a CD and vinyl format, Brady. And uh, I need to get with the label, and then we'll go from there. But uh, hopefully by the summertime. That's awesome. So yeah. you boys better Can't fly down to, you boys better <laughs> fly down to Texas to come, uh, come to the show. Hell yeah. To a release show. Have your minds blown. Yeah. We'll make Cole crowd surf. Hell yeah. No. Hell yeah. No. Hell yeah. You have no gonna, choice I'm, if we kick okay. you off the stage. I'll crowd surf if Brady also crowd surfs. I'll allow it. Yeah, we can make it happen. Uh, I'm going to pull the pacemaker card here and say I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that because Joe's is dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a heart condition. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I did find out the other day, though, that at the... Uh, place i go to for my concerts i'm not going to name it um i can actually in the place to go to (laughs) i'm actually i can actually pull the heart condition card and get a seat on the stage if i really wanted to that's on the stage 
Yeah. Holy shit. Very nice. Or like stand on the stage because I'm sure they won't put a chair up there. But yeah, I figured out that I could do that because technically it's protected under the ADA, which is American Disability Act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wish I kind of do during dirt. <laughs> oh my god! You're just Dude, on the I... stage, like the singer looks over you, like you're like waving, like "Hey, let's <laughs> go." <laughs> no, dude, I get. I uh went to go see in the time we were gone. I went to go see Turnstile, and like, it was good. It was a great show. Um, I was back by the sound booth barrier, thinking, "Oh, this will be this will be good. I'll be good here." And even my buddy was like, "Yeah." You'll be good. And honestly, for most of the show, we were good. Like nothing crazy. Um, just kind of stupid drunk people thinking they could walk through the barricade behind us to get to the bar. Mm-hmm. And we were just constantly like, no, you gotta go that way, not this way, that way. And then turnstile started and and the turntable. <laughs> I will say this if this is even because i only stayed in for maybe two minutes that's how long this they play three songs but their songs are very quick so time-wise it could have been two three minutes is when i stayed in my position during their set and in those two to three minutes if i felt anything like what the people at Astro World felt like i can't even imagine like it got that crazy it got scary like i i legit could not like I, it wasn't like I couldn't breathe, but there was that sense of like it's really heavy in here right now. Like it's it's sweaty, it's hard to move. Mm-hmm. There was there was there was like two three people before I left that were like trying to get out as quickly as they could, and they they had like fear on their face because they were just like it's it's crazy. We're getting crushed up there, Jesus. and like I was standing next to. Um, two dudes two older dudes probably a couple maybe five years older than me you know i'm almost 30 years old so i'm assuming they're like mid 30s um and they looked like they were seasoned concert vets and all that i ended up going upstairs to like the loft area to watch most of the show and they saw me and they were like it got crazier like it got worse. I was like, damn. And honestly, it's 100% because they blew up in the last year. And the fan base, most of the fan, a good portion of the fans there, seen them before, know what to expect at the show. Mm-hmm. But most of them are also newer fans that think they can just act a fool at a show. And honestly, look, I get it. I listen to metal and all that. I get crowds are going to be crazy and all that. But there is a bit of a concert etiquette there's a learning and there's definitely like a learning I said, curve you have like to, I said, you have if to you pick have up to, on yeah. yeah and if if you're feeling like anything like the what people described at astral world you know you're fucked in a concert like it just it it literally went from like all right yeah we're jamming we're jamming to literally people were running in from outside and like pushing forward and everything it got crazy that's bullshit man i mean and i've seen some big fucking bands and I don't think I've ever been in a spot to where I felt like my life was in danger. And I've been in I some dangerous s- fucking crowds. I felt safer watching Cannibal Corpse literally right next to the pit than I ever did during this turnstile set. 
And see, I, I think that's what I think that's what just blows my mind. It's just like like we said, you know, there's there's a learning curve. There's a, there's an etiquette that that you should be known at rock and rock and metal, rock and metal concerts. But I feel like with this, and I sound old as fuck, but with this younger generation, they don't understand that. And I'm not trying to say like don't go and have fun. And yeah, for sure. But it's nothing against it's nothing against Turnstile themselves. It's a hundred percent their newer fans that don't necessarily know how to act at a quote punk adjacent type show right for or a sure. hardcore type show because like, even though they are kind of poppy on their new album they they originated in hardcore so that's yeah. where a lot of their fans come from that's why they get the etiquette that they get because people know how to act at a hardcore hardcore show and for, for a sure. lot of that audience was probably this was their first time because of the album man because i'm thinking about like i've been on i've been on the rail at like big shows for a bunch of big bands i've i've i know there's there's been a show where i wasn't i wasn't even touching the ground for half the song i was just leaning forward and my feet weren't touching the ground anymore but i felt fine but you know it's just it's as if we as we see more and more concerts and people getting hurt and stuff like that i'm like like at what point did it get did it get like that you know what i mean i do applaud like bands that have been stopping lately took and like took astral world to heart and realized it wasn't a genre thing which some people wanted to point out but it's not mm-hmm. um and that goes from metalheads too saying metal safer metal safer no it's a it's not a genre thing it's a music industry thing it's yeah. all in the artist and how they present their their concerts and honestly bands like when i went to go see drug church he was like i told him i don't know if we should put up a barricade because I don't know, he's like, I know my fans, but I don't, each city's different, yep. you know? So if you're going to, if you're going to come up here and you're going to jump off the stage and they're going to catch you, then I expect the audience to keep you up the entire song. If you drop it, I stop playing. Like that's what happens. Um, I've seen Metallica live. Obviously I was like up here and the pits always down there, but even Metallica's like, Hey, don't do that. Like make sure he's Okay. The pit didn't look like crazy at all for a Metallica. It's Metallica, so I'm sure a lot of I just slipped and fell. And like, <laughs> yep. um, but it's just like they literally had to put security up by the barricade and like two or three more security people within the crowd itself to kind of help control. And it just seemed like, no, that's not. It's going to go wild. And again, not against the band. Not against the yeah, season it's just, fans, just it's the, it's, people it's, do need to learn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually went to go see uh, Lamb of, well, Megadeth with Lamb of God, Trivium, and In Flames a couple weeks ago. And uh, during Trivium set, some guy was crowd surfing, and when he was coming off the pit, they almost didn't catch him properly, and he almost like fucked his head up. But the Matt Heafy was pointing him out, and the security guard was able to catch him in time. And there was like, there was like this is during the song. He, he quit he quit singing and was just pointed it out. And security ran over and caught the guy in time. And he actually posted it on his Instagram because he was like recording the, or somebody was recording their set from the side of the stage. That must and be like, the video I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. from, it was from here. And um, I mean, now like I sat, I, I sat in the stands for that one. Cause honestly, like nowadays I just, I stand by the sound booth when it comes to shows. I don't want to get the pit anymore. It depends on the band. Uh, if not, I'll just stand by the sound stage because that's where it's the sound, the the best part anyway. 
Um, but like for every time I die, when they were doing their tour before they broke up, I got in the pit for them. And that was, a, I was at a local venue here and like, I felt fine. It had been years since I've actually gotten to a real pit and, but everyone's getting along. Like if someone slipped, they pick them right back up and it was like, it was cool. Um, but this past Friday, we have practice on Friday, right, Tyler? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you know how they're having that snake father show at, at Boozers? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Eric posted that somebody fell. Oh yeah. And I saw about that. I guess it was pretty bad because they had to call 911 and get an EMT out there. Um, I don't know what happened. I'm guessing maybe he f- fell and like busted his head open or something. Um, but I remember like at, at a kill switch show a few years back. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. already. Actually, I think you were, I think you were nearby cause your, your yeah. brother Craig was standing next to me. So I think you were right there too. <clears throat> yep. The dude fell and you can just see his head, the back of his head start to like blow up and we're like, mm-hmm. Holy shit. We have to care. We, and then they took him to the, to the first a booth. You heard it over the music. man. Yeah. You heard that shit over the music. <laughs> the, and I was like, Holy oh, hell. You're we like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, um, like with those, like that's just that guy just slipped. So it sucks to see like the people who just like, oh, it's sorry, right. like I misstep and all of a sudden, boom, you're done for. Yep. To see shit like that now, but um, yeah, to to, to travel away from the dark uh, the dark turn we took there, yeah, I went to go see Lamb of God and Mega Death. That was pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, I went to go see Turnstile and that was fucking amazing. Yeah, literally, I'll, I cried during the show. <laughs> Tyler, you're fixing to go see Gore, right? Possibly. <laughs> I'd I'd asked uh, my manager about getting like the day off for it because uh-huh. I forgot like now we have to ask like three weeks in advance instead of two or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I talked to her about it and she's like, "Oh yeah, just make sure you remind me on Tuesday." And Tuesday came. I'm like, "Hey, like you told me to remind you about getting that day off." She's like, "Oh yeah, I'll go put it in my calendar right now." Schedule came out Friday. I'm closing that night, so I'm like. <laughs> Wow! Uh, cool. Just walk in there and remind her again. <laughs> uh, a hey, too just, late now. <laughs> just remind you one more time. I can't I'd, come in that day. <laughs> I'd asked one guy if uh, he'd be willing to trade, and he's like, "I'm off, but Monday's my birthday, so I may need Tuesday to recover." And I'm like, "Damn it, cool." I'm like, "You're like 50 years old, but whatever." <laughs> and then you can't say, hang, bro. if he stays out past seven, he's fucked, man. What you gonna do? <laughs> And then uh, the other guy just never answered my text. So I'm just going to show up and see what happens. (laughs) But Paul, what do you got? Anything new? Mm, Not really. I've just been, I've just been working a lot. Like, Oh, what do you do now that you're not at Disney? He works at a theater. I'm a, yeah, I work at a performing arts center. I'm a theater technician. Oh boy. Nice. So we've had a lot of like late nights. Thankfully, this week it's all like nine to three or nine to five. Like that, my supervisor told me like you guys have been busting your asses. This is gonna be a more easy week for you guys. I'm like, cool, great. You should pull into the you should pull into the parking lot every day. Windows because it's fucking hot here in Georgia. Windows down, blasting nine to five by Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> just told- to just to make sure they know that you're only gonna be there nine to five. Nine to five, baby. <laughs> I had to work uh Saturday, so I pulled in blasting the post Malone's version of the chip and nail theme song. Jesus Christ. <laughs> On brand. <laughs> On brand. Well, let's talk yeah, exactly. That, that, that's a good stuff. That's segue. a great segment though. Into talking about well, want to go into what we're talking about today. So on today's agenda, we have quite the list. 
we're going to talk. Uh, Cole, correct me on this. It's called Chippendale's Rescue Rangers is the movie? Yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Okay. Uh, we'll be talking about that. We're going to be talking about The Northman, which is uh, Robert Eggers' new movie. Um, somebody correct me on the name here. Uh, everything, our, everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yep. Yes. Nailed okay. it. That's the new A24 movie. And then rounded about, we're talking about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The what, newest what? from Marvel. You mean Evil Dead? Evil Dead 4, whatever the fuck it is. Evil Dead 3.5. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's on the agenda today. So that's been Ooh. it with Chippendale. All right. I'll be Chip sitting here in the corner. No case too big, no case too small. When you need help, just call Ch -ch 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 I can go first on Chippendale because I don't let's, really let's let's let let's let our our lead Disney person. I w I want to hear Brady before I go the, talking. Yeah, because I really didn't write down like a. I can come up with one if I need to, but I didn't really like write down a final thought. I did write a lot of notes though. Let me bust through them real quick. Number one, Tenacious D. Like that was cool as hell. Yeah, like, well, I, I was surprised was like, to hear that. Where was that? That the, the right at the beginning, was it the song yeah. about being friends or something like that? Was Jack Black and Tenacious D singing? Oh, hmm. number two, <laughs> number two, uh, holy fuck, ugly Sonic! Like that shit had me dying. Dude, and the fact that he's like a secondary character and keeps popping up, the fact that they embraced it too, and, and kept I going in on the teeth, dude. Apparently, Paramount and Sega knew nothing about this. From what I've been hearing, <laughs> how do you how do you I, legally I get away with that? Then I I don't know. I but apparently they were not informed. The the lamp from Beauty and the Beast burning his cash at the con and Me. saying I really needed that. I died laughing. That was the most like on brand. Like this is why we're doing conventions things anyway. And <laughs> he burns his money because he doesn't have hands. <laughs> uh, number. Four, I wrote down, wait, pause, rewind. Yep, that was Lamb of God in a fucking Disney show. They literally had, was it Dale? Yeah, Dale, I think, walk yeah. into his apartment, take off his AirPods, blasting no, Chip. Uh, yeah. Chip. Lay yeah. to rest on his AirPods. Yeah. Girls lay to rest? Yeah. Okay, I believe you. And I was just like, wait, did I really just hear okay i was like um hey i said i don't know why but flounder missing made me laugh so hard like did you like the idea that you turn on the tv it's like a missing persons news report about fucking flounder <laughs> um the animation in the real world stuff looks amazing like i'll give it that uh the frozone food that he pulls out of the fridge was hilarious because it was the dude from the incredibles but oh it was i didn't even i must have missed that entirely yeah, i didn't realize it was it samuel was jackson's character from the incredibles as the brand of food that he i didn't frozen food. It was frozen. did you notice the tyson frozen dinner and those looney tunes right next to it yeah up against the wall yeah um 
They always have to make cartoon rap. I said foreshadowing, question mark. Obviously, they were. We'll get to that part. <laughs> John Mulaney and Andy Samberg were the perfect choice for those voices, to be honest. Thank like, you. Thank you. I, like, I think if it wasn't those two doing the movie, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as I did. Um, is cheese code for drugs? I don't know. I, in the original cartoon, yes. he had a thing for cheese where he would go crazy around it. Yeah, but, but they kept assume... saying it for like other characters too, like he was a cheese dealer and things like that. Yeah, I'm just gonna assume it's like drugs at this point. Well, if you notice, there were, he was summoning all to rats. So, uh, bootleg movies made me laugh. Um, I liked that. I, plot. I liked that plot point. That that was. I wrote. I have questions I don't want answered, and in parentheses, I put gadget and zipper. Dude, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter's not happy about that. Twitter is. I think it's hilarious. And they showed the photo of the whole family, and they're like, "Oh, he has his uh, his arms, or looks like that." His, his mother's his, eyes and his, his mother's eyes, dude. I had to pause. But it was a fly breathe. with a mouse body and and two pairs of arms. I was like, "Oh god, dude!" I had to pause and breathe because I was just laughing so hard. I'm like, "What?" Who would win in a fight, Batman versus ET? My vote is ET. ET. Okay, we- y'all quit. How dare y'all question the Dark Knight? Can we he have that to beat an alien's ass? Dude, Disney he made a Superman's better... ass. He can beat ET. Disney made a better Batman movie than Zack Snyder. Anyway, Tyler, what's Why your vote on this? He didn't watch Batman. It. Batman I, I, versus ET. I don't I honestly just Batman versus out. ET. Just Batman versus ET. Who would win in a fight? Batman. Off the top of your head. Out of Batman. Okay. All right, we're tied. <laughs> uh, when that scene, here's what I was telling you about, Cole, where this specific scene, uh, the big focus was on Batman versus E.T. And in a quick, like, two-second blink and you'll miss it, if you look right behind whatever fucking chipmunk there is in that scene, you can see a Gucci ad with featuring Dobby. Dobby, Dobby the house elf. I saw, dude, I, I saw missed that, that and that I saw so it ugly. this morning, and I'm like, wait, 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 how did I miss that? I saw I it, put, it was so ugly. I put Dobby from Harry Potter as a Gucci model. That boy glue up. <laughs> I also liked the, and also in that scene, the Fast and Furious babies. Cause you know, that's going to happen. <laughs> they, uh, so when they go to like the land of uh, 90 CGI, they quickly pan over to a thing of cats from the CGI <laughs> animated cats movie. Yes. Eating garbage. And I was like, God damn it. Um, he has Polar Express eyes. Yeah, that was my next one is when they said he's got those Polar Express eyes <laughs> because they don't look at you. They look directly like forward. He's like, I am looking at you. Those dead, unnerving eyes. Jesus. I said it was because there was a scene where they go back to the apartment or whatever with the cop and they're drinking beers. And I was like, that's really interesting that they let him drink. Yeah. Um, Random Paul Rudd. Just because, I never Aunt turned down. I never turned down a Paul Rudd cameo. Aunt Man, um, that scene where every Seth Rogen animated character surrounds Seth Rogen's character and starts laughing was literally Seth Rogen overload. Overload. Seth Rogen, No Way Home. Um, even the band was fangirling for Blue the Bear. <laughs> the Coca Cola Bear, you mean? That's what that was. I, that's the vibe I get. It looks like the Coca-Cola polar bear. That's what back I thought too, but I wasn't sure. Because he has a sweater on, you know, it looks oh, like it looks kind of holiday. Yeah. That's it has to be the Coca-Cola sweater. Uh, Coca-Cola polar bear. 
And then my last note that I wrote down was for the captain, because when they were fighting him at the end, they were making a bunch of Terminator references Dude. to the point to the point that they played the ding, 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 ding in the background for a quick second. And they froze him. Yeah, they froze the him. Yeah, they had him turn into liquid, and when they speared him, he did the whole split thing and then come back together. Yeah, like and then like his leg broke and then he shattered. Yeah, and everything. I was like fucking tt so that's all my that's all my notes and honestly like it's i'm not huge into disney movies i'm not huge into animated movies things like that it was a fun movie but uh i gave it a score on letterbox i didn't write anything down because like i said there wasn't in my opinion there wasn't like a whole lot to write down as far as final thoughts go what did you think of the villain but i gave it a four out of five stars because It was fun. It was entertaining. What What did you think of the villain? I mean, Will Arnett playing him made it better. Again, I think the cast was perfect in this movie. Okay. I don't know if we want to go into details about the villain since Tyler hasn't seen it yet, but... He won't care. I don't care. Go for it. I'm barely listening, to be honest. <laughs> the, the villain is uh, washed up Peter Pan. Yeah. Okay. And because Disney... It's really fucked. Cole told me the story about it. It's really there's fucked some, up. There's some controversy on Twitter. Like it's like it's kind of messed up, honestly. Um, like he he pretty much tells the story of why Disney fired him, but he's talking about like the real person. It was simply because he got according to Cole, he got acne as a child, and that's why they fired him. So it was two weeks after Peter Pan came out. It was this uh, child actor Bobby Driscoll. Two weeks after the movie comes out, he gets Peter acne. Pan. Yeah. Not Chippendale, Peter Pan. The cartoon version, though, you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. He was he was the voice actor for Peter Pan. Two weeks okay. after the movie comes out, he gets acne. Disney fires him. He then goes on to like do drugs. He spends some time in jail. Dies at the age of like I think it's like he died at like 31. He in uh so I think the story I read is that some kids found him in an alley. They fired him after the movie came out. Yeah, it was two weeks after the movie came out because he got acne. I mean. That, that like they said, oh, it was basically, oh, you're not a pretty boy anymore. Walt Walt Disney. But he's a voice actor. Is a Nazi sympathizer who well, also fires people for getting acne. Here's the thing: he was the voice actor, but right before we started this, I saw some pictures. He dressed up as Peter Pan and played him at the parks as well. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't okay. know that part. Okay, gotcha. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I was um, like, they fired him after the movie came out. I'm like, oh, like he's the voice actor. What does it matter? Still, <laughs> I'm still on fuck Walt Disney. Oh yeah, Sorry. for sure. Oh, fuck Walt I mean, Disney. yeah, but in the origin they give him in the movie, they, they call him Sweet Pete, but it's Peter Pan, and he, he's like, oh, you know, I was li- living the dream, top of the world, you know, and then I got older, and they threw me like threw me away like garbage. And I'm sitting there watching the movie, and I'm like, I don't know how Disney approved this script. Like, yeah. and I think it was handled tastefully. I people are saying, oh, it was a they made made fun of it. They didn't really make fun of it. Like, it's a quick like four, 45 second scene, but it's yeah, it's and like unless you know what the fuck they're talking about, you're, you're not gonna know. Gonna know. Yeah, it sounds more like they brought recognition to it than yeah, that, in front yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. See, but this goes back to like you and all you and all your Disney buddies who know this shit. You know, you're more. Well, you see, know, here's the thing. Aggressive about it. like I, for me, it was just like, huh? That like to me, this that story was like, huh? That sucks. I didn't find out the story till very recently. Like it wasn't until a week or two ago I found out about. Like I didn't uh-huh. know. 
about this until recently, but um, I guess I'll go into my thoughts on the movie. No, now. I'm gonna go now. Okay, you go now. That's now right. Go. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna rip this apart. I feel. Oh yeah, be ready. Be ready to cry, buddy. No, so I wasn't gonna. I wasn't planning on watching this movie, but I figured, hey, I got time. I'm gonna go ahead and watch this movie so I can talk about it as well. Um, I'll admit it was a funny movie. It had its moments that you know I was definitely chuckling along throughout the movie because it was, you know, funny little you know cheesy bits here and there. Like I said, uh, Dale walking. I'm oh, sorry, Chip. Right, is the one that's the yeah, insurance. Chip. Okay, uh, Chip walking into this house, uh, listening to Lamb of God. I was like, huh, that's good stuff right there. Um. And then hearing, I said, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg were a good combination of, of actors to, to play Chippendale. Uh, the opening sequence, and they're like, when you hear Chippendale, I bet you think of, you know, these guys. And they showed the Chippendale dancers. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I do. I'll admit that. I think uh, it would have been funnier if they, especially because of the world that Andy Samberg is coming from, mm-hmm. if they didn't show legit Chippendale dancers, but they showed Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. <laughs> it would have been oh, a lot Chip and Dale dancers. Yeah. Yeah. But I also found it funny that we see Dale when he's like, oh, yeah, I have a, I have a show to do tonight. And he is a Chip and Dale dancer because he's talking to his other buddies. They're like, hey, you guys want to hang out afterwards? And clearly they're Chip and Dale dancers because they're good looking dudes who are dressed like characters. Yeah. And they're like, nah, we're good, man. And he's in a robe. So I'm like, oh. He's doing a Chip and Dale show, but um, I, don't know. I don't know how they got away with that joke. <laughs> you know, at, at as I'm watching this movie, like you, like you know, you, I'm I would have made the, the comparison to it even if you hadn't brought it up before, but it definitely feels like a Roger Rabbit, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit style movie. Like there's like you know what, let's make a more modern take of this, but with different characters, and let's let's run that route because. It's essentially the same, you know, same concept. You have, you have two characters who are trying to find out, you know, what's, you know, why are cartoons being, you know, wronged, and they're jumping between a real life universe and a cartoon universe. So similar concept. And I was like, okay, like I, it was a funny movie. Like I said, I, I wasn't expecting much from it. I felt like the story was simple yet a little clunky, in some yeah. parts. Um, but the the cameos of and every little detail in the background kind of helped you. I feel like they use that to their advantage to like distract you from the clunkiness of the storyline. Because you know, like I said, as as they're walking down one of the main roads, we see a Fast and Furious Babies uh, billboard. We see the Batman versus ET, and in the background we see a Dobby Dobby doing an advertisement for Gucci. It's it's small things like that that are like you know like I said they kind of distract you from what's kind of going on, um, but yeah like I said the the story itself was it was fine it was enough you know for a movie that was straight to their app instead of a main release this movie does not need a main release for sure I, I wish it got one I really did I, I don't think it would have done that well in theaters I mean yeah sure the family will watch it but it's like eh it's on the app I'd rather watch it at home I will say. I agree with you that the background stuff or like the cameo characters and this goes for things like um, you know Ready Player One and uh, what's that Ryan Reynolds movie? Free that Guy. Is, Free Guy. This kind of comes out to like uh, that issue of like it becomes distracting from the main movie itself because 
at some point you're going to start focusing on oh there's that character there's that character there's that character there's that character and like to a point that's fun in a movie but at some point it also just it's enough is enough it becomes overload because yeah because i found myself looking for more characters than i did to the actual story like every time they went back to the convention i was like i was trying to find other characters especially when they were getting chased through the through the convention i was trying to see who who else can i see here um because like he had people who were cosplaying as uh i saw the jetsons um there was just you know just just random characters and i was like okay that's pretty funny uh I did laugh at the uh, at the Seth Rogen multiple characters, you know, and they're all doing the stupid uh, <laughs> fucking laugh. Uh, but yeah, like I said, the for what it was, the story was okay, uh, but it relied a lot on like other jokes to to be carried along, like to, like like Brady said, the T two references during the fight. Um, I felt like it was it was becoming becoming kind of meta. Because it was, you know, acknowledging itself, you know, the whole, oh, we're, we're making a reboot. It's not a reboot between Chip and Dale. You know, they were relying on that joke when obviously they're in a reboot of some sort. Um, oh, we're not going to do this thing. Immediately does this thing. Yeah, you know, just back and forth with it. And I was like, okay, whatever. But, um, yo, what they was, heavy, like, started beef with the real Alvin and the Chipmunks, though. Like, goddamn. <laughs> And, you know, going back to, like, I don't, under, like, and since Cole said it, I don't know how the fuck they got away with the ugly Sonic. Jesus. And maybe it's just because, you know, they sold that off for, like, get that shit as far away from us as possible. So yeah. Disney probably picked up, like, we'll take it. And they're like, sure, do whatever the fuck you or want. We don't care. Maybe because it is so, like, just notoriously bad looking and doesn't technically look like Sonic. Uh-huh. That's how they are able to get away with it without having to buy a copyright or something like that yeah yeah plus they're like they, his name wasn't sonic it was ugly sonic and he clearly it's said parody at that point yeah but he but like you know that's, that's probably how around parody it. law yeah and he also said i don't go fast i go slow so it's yeah. another big deal another big deal right there so he saved the day as well <laughs> he saved the day with the fbi but I, overall, I, like I, said, it was, I had a show it was a funny movie uh I probably wouldn't watch it again. No, fuck no. But, um, you know, and this, you know, it's like when I watched Tom and Jerry, like I was like, I'll watch Tom and Jerry because they're kind of funny. I had a blast with Tom and Jerry. And that one was kind of like, you know, small references here and there with an even older cartoon. But that one had, that one had a lot of fun with that one. Okay. But on this one, I'd give it like a, a six out of 10. Okay. Yeah, so... I really loved this movie. It's not perfect. There's, you know, it ha- has its issues in a few places, but I, you know, this movie, Disney announced that this was in the works back in 2014. And then not, we heard nothing for a long time. And then about a year or two ago, they're like, oh yeah, uh, we got Andy Samberg and uh, the guy who directed the Lonely Island movie. Yeah, he's direct. And I'm immediately I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? Like, what, what are they trying to do? And then, the, and then they announced, oh, yeah, it's going to be a CGI animated hybrid. And I'm like, well, this could go one of two ways. Like, I'm, I'm scared. And it turned out well. I, you know, 
I think the plot, you know, like like you said, the plot was a little clunky in places, but I when I realized what the plot actually was, like, oh, they're bootlegging us. There, I'm like, okay, that's genius. How did how did Disney let this happen? But this is awesome. And it's like, you know, it's like what uh sweet Pete says at one point. Oh, yeah, you know, I made my own movie, Flying Bedroom Boy, and I made tons of money. So now I get to decide who's a star and who gets thrown in the trash. And I'm just like, okay, okay. But all the references were cool. Um, I think my favorite joke is when they straight up say that the Paw Patrol curb stomped a cop. I'm just like, excuse me? <laughs> that was like my, oh. That show's pretty good. Yeah. The, she's just like, oh, yeah, when Peppa Pig went missing last year, the Paw Patrol, they, you know, they attack this cop and i'm like what i'm just like jesus um the scene where they find like all the cart all the cartoon character parts just like strung up like on the wall i wish they had done more with that because it was kind of like why is this here and i read that apparently in like an earlier draft of the script it was supposed to be like those are the prime cuts. Those are like the essence of like that particular character, which makes sense because you see Jimmy Neutron's hair, you see Sora's Keyblade from Kingdom yeah. Hearts. I saw his hair too. I saw Sora's hair. Yeah, his hair, which uh, uh they traced from fan art. Like someone found out that it was traced from someone's fan art. So really, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I found that part pretty like interesting because yeah, it was like all the key parts of a character like uh pink panther snout is yeah like there. you look at you look at the parts are like oh hey that's and you recognize what character that is yeah and um i don't know there's a lot of like leaks that i, I don't know if they're true or not like th- there's leaks that say pluto was originally the villain and that this guy this guy says he saw a an early screening that was all animatics i don't know if that's true i have a friend of mine who who like his whole thing is he like collects old scripts. I'm trying to see if he can get me a cop, like find a copy of the, of like the first draft. I legit thought the, the villain was going to be Pete. Like goofy. Pete, Goofy's Pete would have Pete. Pete been cool. He would have made sense. The, he's even in the movie. Like yeah. he, he's doing Aladdin, which real talk. I want to see that, that version of Aladdin. But like, I, I, I thought it was going to be him and this, but to see Peter Pan as him, Peter Pan gave me Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger for his vibes. Someone, there was someone on Twitter who said, this should have just been Carl. <laughs> it should have been Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It would have been hilarious. It, and I read another comment that was like, Peter Pan seems like he'd be the thug to the main villain. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it, like there's, there needs to be one more like, step. Which makes me think the Pluto thing might be true because I feel like Peter Pan's just there because, oh, we need someone that people know. We do anything with Peter Pan? No, here. Yeah, because like I feel like he's he's like middle manager. There needs to be one more person above him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a good he's a good villain. I yeah, like a decent him. villain. I liked him in the part. I just don't think he's a, he's not a Chip and Dale villain. Like that's the that's why Pluto would have made a lot more sense. Like it's like he gets p- pissed off and angry for you know because they upstaged him in the old cartoons or something. I don't know. Right, but. No, I had fun with it. I'd give it a solid seven and a half, eight out of eight out of ten. The the rap, the part where they rap, I was not a fan of. Um, there, there's some stuff. Here. 
Is it because you are for killing whales? No. Can we can we talk about the Swedish chef knockoff? Good God, I love that guy. The the tone shift. What the the Bjornsson guy? Yeah, yeah. The tone shift. He's like, like, oh, I got the cheese. I got the you guys cops. Like just the tone shift. That's a good tone shift. Oh my God. Um, and then uh, and then we get to the credits. You you know, Post Malone's version of the theme song. I'm not gonna lie, it's a bop. He left out a lyric. It's fine. I'll. It's fine. I forgive him. Um, but no, it's a decent cover. And then we get to the ver. Then we get to the mid credits. The rescue rangers are back. And then, boo, boo. We want Darkwing. We want Darkwing. Just cuts to Darkwing Duck, and I'm just like, yes. Mid credit wasn't at the very end of the movie. Yeah, it was mid credit, but very, you know, oh. it it was like after pretty quickly, the- right? Like really quickly. Yeah, it was like immediately okay. after the song. Um, which one thing I'm wondering about, uh, two like a year and a half ago, it was announced through Variety that they're making a Darkwing Duck reboot with Seth Rogen producing. Is this a tease for that, or is it just like here ha- have some Darkwing? I don't know. I hope we hear something about that soon because I am scared. I'm unless honestly- it's, unless it's the guy who voices Darkwing Duck. And then bringing all the characters that he also voices through Disney, and I don't want it. He and um, I hope I'm really hoping it's a continuation of the Ducktales reboot version. That's what I want. That's what a lot of people want, because they kind of they set up Negaduck in that show, then they never. The, I I said Negaduck Brady. Don't look at me like that. I Better watch your mouth, buddy. Because they set him up, so the way that that they did a whole Darkwing Duck episode of um, Ducktales, and the way that worked was they had the original Darkwing Duck voiced by Jim Cummings, and he's this washed up celebrity. Jim's doing what now? <laughs> he's this washed up celebrity, and him and Launchpad are trying to stop this reboot of Darkwing Duck. Well, Launchpad finds out the guy playing Darkwing is actually a huge fan of the show and, he, and he's like you know the, i know this movie isn't p- perfect but i want to be there for some kid like darkwing duck was for me so we find out at the end this guy's name is drake mallard who which was darkwing's identity in the old show and at the end uh the original darkwing duck is in the sewers and the paint stripping off his costume and it turns yellow and red and he's just like they want dark and gritty huh happy to play the part and it cuts to black and we never see him again and the show's creator when people asked if he was going to be in the final episode he was like we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it it would have been forced i'm not doing that it's better to leave him out there as a lingering threat and maybe someday i'll get to tell that story that was nega duck nega duck yes okay you know, I, I, the one thing I kept staring at when when they showed the Darkwing Duck in the in the movie was the Maudville Productions, and he's using the '90s Batman animated series silhouette. Yeah. Which you're using as your background right now. Yes. 
every time I see, it, I just think of the the '90s Batman animated series. I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for a f- pe- more people to see the movie so I can put this as my Facebook cover because I don't want to post and be like, spoiler, spoiler. I'm just like, I don't care. It's it's Chippendale. Who cares about spoilers for Chippendale? No shit. Probably you. Yeah, probably. Honestly, you know, really. <laughs> honestly, no. I pretty much knew everything going in, except I somehow didn't know the bootlegging plot. Of course just, you did. I just because knew you like to ruin the fun for yourself I by reading all the spoilers online. Kidnapped. I didn't know. And you know who else did that? Man. My uncle. And you know where he's at? He's dead. Oh, that reminds me of one of my other favorite jokes in the movie. We say that's miss, all our feature. Jesus Christ, is he still Luke. going? I got one more. One more. Oh my when they're God. at the con, when Peter when Peter Pan's chasing them, they run into Cubby, one of the Lost Boys. Peter, you got old. Yeah, well, death's coming for us all, kid. Like, that was a good line. That was I'm a good like, line. Oh my god! And that was movieication for this week. Sorry, we were out of time. After hearing everything y'all said, I feel like I just woke up from a fever dream. Yeah, <laughs> this movie is a fever dream. I told you we should have did. We should have turned this into a a Chippendale hot minute for Cole. No, we we tried, man. We tried. We tried. He just, there's no off switch on this child. The sausage fingers are firing away. He's like, I need more time. All now right, the yeah. adults will be talking, bro. Um, yeah, you guys talk the Viking movie. I don't give a shit. Northmen. So, uh, I'm trying no, to. No, you talk about the Northmen. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this movie because I I know we lately been kind of giving like a quick little like synopsis before we talk about it. So I got I got it. It's it's the most A24 type film that A24 did not touch. Yeah. Like, I did not know it was A24 for a while until one of my friends was like, yeah, uh, no, it's just like the director's done A24 stuff before, but this is like his first, like, I guess, big studio thing that he's done. And I was like, you could have fooled me because that looked like A24. I want to say this is like, his first big studio because he had The Witch and The Lighthouse and those were those were A24. Hits. But still hits like A24. Though, that's the point. I'm saying it's outside of A24. Okay. Okay. I switch me. Um, it's Joe. How would you describe this? I don't, I don't know how to talk like describe it. It's a revenge but, story like, about a um, a boy who watches his uncle kill his father, and then vows to avenge to avenge his family, his father's death. And Tyler, you're gonna shut the fuck up because I saw your face, and we talked about what you thought this movie was, and yeah, you're gonna I'm wait till your turn. You're gonna wait till your turn to say it. I, I know I am, but. Yeah, it's a revenge movie to where uh, the main character, Andrew Skarsgård, I'm uh, sorry, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, he um, he watches his father. His his father died by his uncle's hand, and he flees, and he vows that he's at a return, and he's at a he's at a save his mother. He's at a kill his uh, uncle, and he's at a he's at a reign supreme essentially. But um, yeah, to keep it short, that's pretty much the plot of the movie. Okay, I've, uh, that works. Um, who wants to go first? Go ahead, Tyler. So he can give. His yeah, because Tyler. Because I asked so he yesterday, his, Tyler didn't want to say anything. So, <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I think it 
kind of dragged on in certain spots. I don't really know what you could cut, but I felt like it would have been a lot better as like a a series compared to like a two hour movie, honestly, like that way you could actually get into like a little bit more depth about everybody and stuff like that. But it did the job for a what two two hour and some change movie or something like that. Definitely felt a lot longer than that. Uh, visual effects were great. Acting was great. Should have been a lot more uh, Willem Dafoe. But about halfway through the movie, sitting there, you know, watching it, had a little realization. And I'm like, this is the Lion King. And then I was like, I swear to God, if they fight on a mountain, like a fiery mountain at the end of the movie, this is going to be the Lion King. Is they it get the to the gates of hell. Wait, wait, here's <laughs> the thing. They told us that his death had to be on a fiery bed, which, and they showed them, they showed the volcano early on. So we yeah. knew that was coming. <laughs> but I, what you're telling me is this is a better Lion King remake than the actual Lion King remake. No. Well, yeah, I did watch the, the Lion King remake. I like the it's, Lion King remake. It's the Lion King with a sadder ending. <laughs> Yo, they showed us the Lion King remake, the live action one at camp a couple years, last year. And I'm like, so glad I wasn't there. They're realistic looking <laughs> animals. You are traumatizing these children right now with this <laughs> Simba's dad dying. And it's like a house cat, essentially. Just like, dad, no. <laughs> God, I laughed during that scene in the theater because I saw that garbage. Because <laughs> I was curious to see how they would fuck it up. I was not shocked. At they replaced Be Prepared with Beyonce. You don't do that. I mean, they didn't give us uh, what do you want me to do, you know, put on a skirt and do the hula. They should have kept that scene in the movie. Yeah. That would have been the tits. To be fair, Timon and Pumbaa were the best part of that piece of shit, so. That's the one thing they didn't have. Like, if Willem Dafoe, like, stuck in the movie longer, it just, it would have been The Lion King, pretty much. (laughs) But Does does Willem Dafoe play a warthog? Is that... He plays, he plays a jester. A jester. He plays a jester that also is like some type of witch doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. So I may yeah, have to basically. check this out. I it's it's actually a really good movie. Like I I think you would enjoy it. it like I said, it does drag a little bit. But, yeah. I I don't know Cole the way you do. He's vi- he's <laughs> but, venturing he's venturing into more adult movies. So yeah. maybe, but and if no. I say it's the Lion King, he'll be willing to check it out. Apparently. <laughs> No, that caught my ears. He's like, there's no, there's no pride rock. Where's, where are the hyenas? Look, man, all you need to know is Willem Dafoe shows his dong for like two seconds. So buying my ticket right now. Exactly. But yeah, it, it was a good story. Like I said, I, I think I would have liked it a little bit better as more of like a, a series, but we already do have uh, Vikings and that, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. But there's like yeah, a new I can Vikings see thing. I can see where there's one on like Netflix too. Yeah. Um I can see where you're coming from saying it might be better as a series, but like I feel like it would fail because of that right there. Yeah, it it's definitely hard to like find like some kind of middle ground for this, but especially with the Game of Thrones um prequel or whatever the hell is oh, about yeah. to come out. Yeah. It's set like 200 years before the show itself it's like about the targaryens or something like that 
So I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I, don't, I barely paid attention to Game of Thrones. That last season was fucking horrible anyway. Yeah. That's gotcha. why those fuckers got fired from Star Wars is because they tanked their last season. They yeah. literally like, they got hired to do the Star Wars job. We're like, we're going to go work Star Wars and tank their season. And then it kicked them in the ass because then they didn't get Star Wars now. They should have known. Although, <laughs> Taiko Watiti is uh, hired to do something with Star Wars. Ooh. Like the next theatrical Star Wars property is gonna is, be him is him is all him i'm down i'm down to see what he give does. me jojo yeah. rabbit star wars edition <laughs> i mean there is a rabbit character named jackson so it could happen do you did you not see jojo rabbit no it's on my list you won't like it because you don't like war movies it's too war movie for you it's about hitler the best line is the best line is when fucking uh, when the little kid's like "fuck you, Hitler," and then kicks him out of his window. <laughs> Dude, I yes. really liked the last Kingsman movie, and then the post credit scene comes up, and they yeah, but you said Hitler. Rogue One is too freaking well, war movie well, for you. Finish. Come on, they introduce yeah. Hitler like he's a member of the Avengers. Oh, what's your name, son? Hey, Maybe he Hitler. is. Like. <laughs> Joe came back at the wrong time. <laughs> Hi, Joe. How's it going? Are we about <laughs> All right, I'll go what next. Or, wait, Tyler, are you still going? No, that that's pretty much my thoughts right. on it. Like, I I enjoyed it. It was a great movie. Just it's The Lion King, and it just dragged on and felt a lot longer than it really was. Were so I was able to go see it like mid afternoon on a weekend. No one else was there, so I was able to take notes during the movie. Uh, so I got like right off the start of the film, the cinematography of this movie is amazing. Like you cannot deny the cinematography of that movie, just beautiful. Uh, the score as well was really good. William Dafoe's adjuster was perfect. The sets in this movie are just like straight works of art. Like they really were, they looked amazing. It took me a bit to realize that the dad was Ethan Hawke. Yeah, it took me a while too. I don't know why. Real quick, but it, I feel like Ethan Hawke's on a... Like a resurgence right now, man, because he's in, he's in Moon Knight. He's, he's in, in the Black this. Phone. He's gonna have the Black Phone come out next month. I'm excited for that. That is that next month. I think it's next month. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited for that one. We forgot to talk about that at the top of the show. What he said about movies and shit, but whatever. We can talk about that later. Um, yeah, later. Yeah. The the King's death was brutal. Like that shit was like, what the fuck. Um. The way the way Alexander Skarsgård caught that spear when it was thrown at him and then just like threw it right back. Holy shit, so smooth. Awesome. So smooth. Um, the color grading in this movie gives me uh he gives off a huge, 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 huge black metal vibe for real. Like there was like the scene where he was walking into the I guess it was like some type of barn or just like hut. To go talk to the the witch who told him like, here's this, you'll know when to use it or whatever, which is played by Bjork, if you didn't know. Yeah, that was um, Bjork. We we're talking about that afterwards. I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was Bjork, the one with the uh, no eyes. Yeah, but that like the entire like the way it looked. First of all, it looked like they shot it in just like straight natural full moonlight, like. But, like, that house coloring itself just looked like something I would see on a Dark Throne album or something like that. Early Dark Throne. They kind of phone in their 
artwork later on. <laughs> Thank uh, you, the night scene after the first big battle as an adult looks like it was lit by natural moonlight, which I mentioned. Uh, I forgot who punched who, but I wrote what a weak punch. Um, because it was like just like <laughs> it wasn't a very good punch. I don't remember. It was like weeks ago when I watched this because we had to wait for fucking Cole to stop working. Um, it was also kind of nice to see him when they were having like the basically football game, I guess. Field hockey. Yeah, field hockey. When lacrosse. they were having that. Yeah. When <laughs> they were playing lacrosse. that game <laughs> and like the dude, the big dude was about to kill what would be his brother. It was nice to see him basically protect his brother, even though he doesn't have to even acknowledge him as his brother and everything. I like I thought that was, a, was that the mountain? It was, was that the mountain that was playing against them? I don't remember. It looked like I'm him. on it. It was a big dude. That's all I know. And also, like, I don't, the way I saw it was, it wasn't that he was protecting his brother, but he's didn't see to, it as like he was protecting his family or something like that. It but was like, it was a so nice I sediment. Needed, well, no, it, I saw it as I need to stay in character here and I need to get closer to the family. So I need to protect this kid to get closer. Because, you know, that is, that was his uncle's son and he needs to kind of get more, you know, closer to them. So I feel like that's, that's why he did it. It was in fact the mountain. Okay. Then I was right. Yeah. I, I was, I, I couldn't get like a good look at his face until like the end of his scene when he didn't when have he one smashed when he didn't have a face anymore. <laughs> so I was like, damn it. But I was like, that looks like him. So. Um, automatically loses a point for killing animals. Nope. Don't like that. You, you didn't need, we, we, we didn't need to see the dog get killed, but we definitely did not see the need to see the cow's head get chopped off. I'm just saying. Of course. I, I know you complained about that and I, and I get where you're coming from. I, I really do. But you have to kind of keep in mind that this is what they do back in the day. I get the reason that. why I get we don't that. need and to see it. Yeah. But like the killing of the Implied horses. Implied is okay, but the killing of the horses, I was okay with that because that's their way to get to Valhall. You know, the horse becomes their chair, their, you know, the way they get into the Valhall. Uh the killing of the dog, while a bit aggressive, it it was kind of cool because of everything that was just happening to watch all the dogs turn on the humans essentially wasn't so. it was pretty implied with the horse wasn't it like you saw the kids no, swinging the showed, axe but they I didn't... showed it coming off yeah they showed the last piece coming off okay yeah never mind yeah when they're having the when they're having the 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 the, the vigil for the brother yeah uh they showed the last piece coming off okay and then of course right. when they when they get to the gates of hell he sees his mother and and the sun and then the dead horse. So and I, I get where you're coming from, Brady. Um, but I like it's movie, man. Yeah. And it's, it's trying to put the, and, I'm not, and I'm not trying to like to sway your to sway your 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 opinion on it, but you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but I was like, it's it fit it fit the timing, the time frame. I guarantee it's a um, fake horse, anyways. So yeah. But still. <laughs> Or they gave him some good food before he died. Hell yeah. The witch sacrifice scene looked like a death metal album cover. Like that whole like they opened up the door and like some dudes just like hanging six different ways inside. Bro. Yeah. 
and then like he made the horse out of like when he made the horse out and shit. Over the friend of the I was friends. like, I could see like a death metal band using this as a cover. <laughs> um. Also, that that scene that I was just talking about, where like he had the guy hanging upside down, was uh, <laughs> subtle imagery in the scene of the dude hanging upside down opposite of how jesus christ would hang on a cross it basically because they the first thing they did were like the catholics have gone crazy so it's kind of it's kind of funny that he had him hanging upside down and the first thing they thought of was religious people going crazy yeah it's not <laughs> religious people going crazy but but no that's exactly of- what they said in the movie like they literally were like the catholics are killing people well yeah because and they so want it was Cath- it was funny catholics- to me that the, the, well, the catholics want imagery- them to follow their religion yeah, but it was subtle. It was funny to me that the subtle imagery of them thinking, "Oh, the Catholics are killing people," is a dude hanging upside down, opposite of how Jesus would hang on a cross. Well, yeah. because the, the way they're they're saying it is like he said, "My Lord, like, what if it's the Catholics? Their God has nails in his hands, the way you know they've nailed the bodies here. What if it's the Catholics?" And they're like, "Those damn Catholics!" <laughs> uh, I said plot twist saw it coming slightly but plot twist the fact that the mom was involved in it all yeah like that was super obvious from the beginning saw it coming but it was still a plot twist and then i said dude your mom is fucking crazy (laughs) (laughs) um so my final thoughts a visually stunning movie in regards to cinematography the imagery used as well as the color grading it had a lot more fantasy it had a lot more fantasy elements than i was expecting like which i enjoyed like the whole him dying and coming back to life and then ending the movie with him riding off the Valhalla like that shit was like cool as fuck to me like vision visionary wise um the the scene where he fights the thing for the sword looked like it came out of God of War like it looked like it felt it felt and looked like a video game cutscene they gave me Skyrim and Elden Ring vibes. Or that too. Um, the story was captivating, but did kind of slow down towards the back half of the film, but picked up quickly, picked up again fairly quickly. I really enjoyed the score as well. Uh, did I really? Uh, no, I didn't. Oddly, I think that my love for black metal enhanced the my enjoyment of this movie. The movie did lose a point for me due to the couple scenes of violence towards animals while quick i still find it unnecessary there was a few obvious plot points but overall it's a great film now i will add to that that like and we'll talk about this in a second because that's the next movie we're going to talk about if someone came to me and asked what would you suggest over these two movies everything everywhere or the northman i would 100 percent, not knowing what what they liked or anything like that i would 100 percent say everything everywhere over this because i while it's a good movie and I did enjoy it, it's not an easy recommendation and not necessarily like in the way that um, The Last Duel is, like where I wouldn't suggest it because of the content of the movie. Just because, like, it, I feel like it, it's an oddly, like, and I've talked to a couple of people that have seen this movie already and a lot of people are split down the middle of absolutely love it or hated it and then just like there's people like me that are kind of like middle of the road like there's good there's bad but like it almost feels like a pretentious movie to suggest to someone in a way 
Yeah, it's, like yeah, it's you very should watch artsy. this movie. It's a little, it's artsy, which I like, but it's almost a little too artsy at some points. Yeah, especially taking into consideration the scene, the the final battle scene, where they're fighting on the volcano. You could hardly see shit in that scene, like. It was it, it. They were trying to use as much like natural light as possible, and it just, while artsy and interesting, it came off as like, what the fuck am I looking at? Because like it's very dark. Yeah, a lot of I the. A, uh, I feel like I didn't feel like I didn't have a hard time seeing in that scene. Like I, I mean, when he when he's initially looking for, for his uncle, like I, I feel like I had a good vision. Like I can. Until he saw him come out, like yeah, it's having a hard time seeing everything. But once the battle started, I had a good, like an okay. I didn't have a struggle to see what was going on. I I feel like it would lose a lot of people. Like the scene at the very beginning, like whenever uh, his dad's like, you know, taking him to Willem Dafoe, and they're just like acting like dogs and eating out of a bowl and stuff like that. I feel like you're gonna lose a lot of people there. a lot of like the Valkyrie stuff, like the little flashbacks, forwards, whatever you want to call them, thing that he had. I'd, I thought it was good, but I could see a lot of people just not kind of being into it. Real quick, uh, Tyler, I have a message from Ben. Uh-huh. Um, he said your background looks like an egg with sperm covered all over it. It's, it's the everything, everything bagel. bagel. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, that's what that's what Ben told me. I'm just, well, I'm, just, I'm relaying the message. I'm well, fuck text Ben. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know this Ben, but fuck him. Um, just want so to for my take. It's funny y'all say that this movie's too artsy because I feel like it got away from the artsiness of what would be a typical Robert Eggers movie. Um, and a bit I'm more. Not saying, on a, no, I'm not saying it's too artsy for us. I'm saying it's too artsy for a normal. MCU audience, and and but that's what I'm saying. Like not not for y'all, but like I feel like it's not artsy. Compared, it's not as artsy as compared to his like his other two big movies, like like the Lighthouse and the Witch. Oh I yeah, felt definitely. Like, I felt like this is more like a person who isn't into that type of stuff so much would go and see this movie, but because we get more of the. I guess the bigger, like there's, Hey, there's action. There's, you know, there's guys fighting, there's, there's killing and stuff like that. You know, it's about Vikings. It's, you know, you might like this. Uh, but um, I do see the, you know, yes, yes, there is an art, an art angle to it, but I feel like they, there isn't as much of it uh, as compared to his other two movies. But then again, like we said, his other two movies are from a 24 and this one isn't, but um so I, that's that's where I kind of like I'm not I don't know I think that's what, that's where it kind of comes term. down to like people you're saying people you know either they yeah, love it like, created or the middle of the road. It's it's well it's also if if you're buying a ticket for an A24 film you're buying a ticket for an you're buying a ticket knowing you're going to get an artsy film. Right. If you're buying a ticket for a legendary picture about Vikings you're not expecting it to be as artsy as it is and i think the most artsy parts of it are the the vision the the, uh fantasy parts of it like the the valkyrie and stuff like that i i fully agree with tyler like the minute him and ethan hawk start acting like dogs a lot of people would just be like what the fuck is this (laughs) 
You think I so? Because like, because, <laughs> I'm not I mean, saying like, like if maybe older it, audiences. I feel like if you're going into this and you know it's about Vikings and it has to be about you know some sort of mythology, you're gonna get some weird shit in it. So like when they started acting like dogs, I was like, cool. Like we get to see like a a father and son going through the ritual of hey, one day you're gonna become king. So I need to make sure that you are the man that I need you to be when I'm gone. I don't know, man. They could have just saying, I just king. can't wait to be king, and I would have been fine with that. I, I, I can I, like dogs. I a think it's just weird. I think it's just how everyone like you know different interpretations of it because like I, said, I was I was fine with it. Does his father appear in the sky as a cloud? No, but he appears no. as as, as a <laughs> part of a tree at one point. Yeah, this is a Lion King. Yeah, it uh, is. Anyway, <laughs> um, I saw the death of the father coming right away uh, when they went just when they went into the like I mean, their their like tell you that in the preview. I've only seen that maybe like yeah. one preview. I never. Really I saw mean, the he previews. does say, "I will avenge you, father." <laughs> They also yeah, have a like, show I don't, like, I don't know, like, in the preview that his uncle kills him and everything. But I mean, uh, like, I, I saw the trailer maybe once and I can't remember it all. And like, thinking about it, I can't, I can't remember. So it was a shock it. for you, but for everyone that actually no, saw it. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, as far as like the timing, like, I was like, like when they take him to the hut. Oh, just like how quick it happened? Yeah, how quick it happened. I knew he would die, but like, mm, how fast I, was it to happen? I don't think so. Just because, like, look how much story they had to tell after that. So it kind of makes sense that it came off like five minutes in Ethan Hawke is dying. Yeah, but I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, well, fuck, that was pretty quick. But like, I, well, it's like, it's, as soon as they go into the hut, I was like, okay, so the father should be dying here any minute now. Um, especially after seeing his wound. But I was like, okay, so what's going to happen? Like, many seconds, the guy's going to die. Um, but I felt like that was a good jumping point because it's like, okay, this is where the story begins. You know, we, we saw where he's coming from, we see the uncle kill him. And now our story begins because then he he rides off into the ocean. Um, I agree with you. The cinematography was amazing. It was visually stunning. Uh, I really enjoyed how the how the lands look and everything. It gave me midsummer vibes um, without being midsummer. Sorry, midsummer. Um, Whereas it was midsummer was very technicolor looking. This one is. Oh, completely opposite black and white yeah like, but like the land area because then again they were in i think they're i think they're in sweden for midsummer and here they're in iceland or scandinavia scandinavia somewhere on there excuse me but um yeah like i, I just thought it was vicious sony and he kind of gave me that vibe but just all the you know open spaces and the, the huts and stuff like that um i did like that they played into the aspect of you know we're, we're fighting because you need to worship my God. Um, i.e. when when he when that first night and he killed the the eldest son's friends and he hung them on the uh, on the hut and they thought the Catholics did it because you know the Catholics are trying to come in to make them worship their gods. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like they're playing off of that aspect because that was a I mean that was a big deal uh, coming you know coming of their time. Um, but like I really enjoyed like seeing them worship their gods when, you know, seeing the fear he had as a child when he walked into the hut and he saw the statue of Odin or the stone of Odin and just the like, oh shit, like it's Odin, fuck. Um, but then like when he gets older and he sees the Sirius, you know, just watching each, you know, everywhere he goes and they have their own like visual of a god 
and it's different like everyone's a little bit different because there is no concrete this is the god you need to follow here yet so i really like that i just i just thought it was like funny how like just how big and broody he was and he's like oh i need to play a slave someone wrote like a simpleton i'm like bro you're you seem like two feet taller than everybody else and you know you'd be (laughs) you'd be you know just jacked as fuck you're supposed to blend in nah who who are you blending in with hulk hogan playing a slave (laughs) (laughs) essentially like hulk hogan playing a slave (laughs) you know he's walking around what What you gonna do brother (laughs) are you serious No, that's that's what he looked like compared no, to everybody so else Cole, like, like, in the line. Oh my god. <laughs> oh like he's like he's legit. Like he's walking around like I know this we're on the audio, but for the for the us, he's just like this big compared to everybody else. Like he looks like he's like he's all upper body with his neck kind of sticking out a bit. I mean, the man's a monster. Like he's he's jacked, like he's like he was a warrior. Uh the fight sequence before he decides to become a slave because he sees the the crow and he's like okay like it's my it's the call um like brady said when he catches that um when he catches the spear and throws it right back at the guy who tossed it i was like jesus that was fucking smooth um just the way they filmed that scene and like watching the camera like flow through it as he's moving along and just you know going through every battle i thought that was really really cool um and then the night before, watching them get hyped up for their, for their battle, like to really get to that animal instinct, like we're we're going to war here. I need to be, I need to be an animal. I can't just be a man. I need to be an animal here. Um, I really enjoyed all that. Uh, the story, like you said, it, it did kind of fall flat a little bit there in the middle, but um, it does pick back up. I enjoyed the movie but I feel like it was missing something and I can't really put my, my finger on, on what it is um, that just kind of really took it over the top for me. Cause I, I really wanted to, to like love, love this movie, but I just, I like, I really enjoyed it. I just, I just felt like something's missing and I can't tell you what, and it could just be the fact that, you know, it's not a 24 it's from legendary. So it's trying, they're trying to appeal to a more mainstream audience while trying to let Eggers have his artistic angle that he wants to have in it. Because there is a lot of art to it. Like, like Brady said, you have, you know, the, the visualizations he has of everything, uh, watching his, um, his family tree when he enters his father's, when he puts his hand on his father's, you know, cut and he sees the family tree of what he belongs to, um, the rise of Valhalla with the, with the Valkyrie, just, you know, those angles of it I really enjoyed, but I feel I feel like they kind of watered it down because it's from Legendary. So they're like, "Hey, you can't be, you can't be too artsy. We need to. We're trying to appeal to a big audience. We're giving you, we're giving you a main stage here. So you need to kind of be lenient with us as well." Had it been a, you know, from A twenty four, I feel like we might have gotten more of a more of a a little bit more fear of a horror angle into it because it, you know, some of the shit could have been scary had they done the more like a, you know, meeting at the gates of hell instead of it being in a, in a, in a volcano. What if it was like, you know, just like pure darkness with fire around them, what could have given it a more of a, of a scarier angle. But um, I, I enjoyed the, the movie a lot. I loved the, the cinematography, the visuals. It was a good story. Um, 
I kind of regret not ordering the the soundtrack when they when they pre-ordered it. They had some nice artwork for it, so I was like, eh, that'd be kind of cool to have. Um, I wish there was more of Willem Dafoe because he is great. Uh, Ethan Hawke was pretty good in this as well. But uh, overall, like I I just felt like it was missing something, and I couldn't tell you what it was. But um, I'd give the movie like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I agree with you. Let me see what I put on Letterboxd. I think you gave it pretty high, and you like you docked the point because of the animal killing. I gave it a 4. Yeah, I gave it a 4. Out of 10 or 5? five they do okay. five on there gotcha well like you know i i do agree with you i i feel like this isn't a movie i'd recommend to everybody unless they tell me they want to watch it but it wouldn't be something i'd go and be like oh yeah you should go watch this movie because it's it's it has that artsy vibe and unless you're kind of into these movies you might not like it and i don't want to hear it saying you know oh this is shit i mean i had this issue when when i watched the witch for the very first time you know, I was my friends. It was Halloween night, and my friends are like, "Let's watch a scary movie." And the witch had been on my radar because it just came out not so long before. And I was like, "Hey, let's watch this," because they wanted to just watch cheesy, cheesy horror. I was like, "No, let's watch something that might be legit scary." And I loved it, and they hated it. But looking back, like they have different movie tastes than I do, and so they're like, "We're not gonna let Joe recommend scary movies again," but they still do. So. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of this was shot in Ireland. Pretty cool. That makes sense. I just find it funny that uh, Iceland is green. And green and is Iceland. Is Iceland. You yeah. can thank the Vikings for that. <laughs> Thanks, Vikings. Thanks. No, thank you, Vikings. This concludes side A of this podcast. Please flip over to side B or tune in on Friday, May 26th for part two.